To the Speculating Nerd Podcast. I am your host, Neo, and this is an attempt at a show. Uh, subscribers only. What's up? Episode 60. How you guys doing? Um, this is uh, subscribers only. Welcome, actually, to uh, the spoiler-filled movie review podcast guardians of the galaxy volume 3 edition uh, i'm going to spoil the fuck out of this movie if you have if you guys have not seen it then Bruh. like really Bruh. you have to see this movie uh if you uh don't want to listen to this you could you know just pause it right now and just go on to another uh, episode that we have but this is the first time i'm doing a subscribers only different thing other than a movie commentary track or reading my book or whatever the fuck uh this is going to be a first of hopefully many if you guys like it um spoiler filled reviews of movies uh we'll just uh i'll just go over a movie and spoil the fuck out of it And our first movie is Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. They killed Rocket for about five minutes. (laughs) And uh, and a little less than that, but... um, uh, But the movie, I... In the last episode, I gave it... I did a little review. I gave it a solid four out of five. I still stand by that. My only criticisms of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, he played around, James Gunn played around with too many lives. He played around with too many lives. Made you think this person was going to die. Made you think this person was going to die. This, Okay, for a moment, Star-Lord was going to die. Remember, he doesn't, his ego is not alive anymore, so he can't survive in space. And for a minute, he's in space, his face swells up. He starts freezing and shit, but luckily Warlock gets to him in time. Oh yeah, Warlock becomes a good guy by the end of the movie. Um, yeah, I'm just gonna fucking jump around. I'm gonna jump around, but uh, it's it starts out with the with uh, them on nowhere. Peter's still depressed and drinking his sorrows away about Gamora being dead. But 
kind of alive because her past self is now living in this universe or this reality. And he's like, he's a physical wreck. So the Guardians are like, what are we going to do about him? And in the meanwhile, this, uh, the Sovereign Queen sends Warlock to go beat the shit out of the fucking Guardians. But we, we eventually find out he was sent to actually capture Rocket. Well, what he ends up doing is critically wounding Rocket. And when there's these things that uh, that heal wounds very, very fast. And so they were going to put that on Rocket to heal his wound. But it started uh, malfunctioning. And it turns out he has like a failsafe device on his heart. And if the failsafe gets tampered with or whatever the case may be, it kills him. So throughout half the whole movie, he's on a deathbed, you know, clinging to life and shit. But he's having flashbacks. Of his life, of his childhood, of how he became Rocket. Oh my god, I fucking cried. For, I got teary-eyed from Baby, Raku, Baby Rocket at the start of the movie. I got teary-eyed when he first... Oh my god, there's a part when they first started like uh, experimenting on him. And he's thrown back into the cage and shit. After, like, they opened his head up and shit. And he's got scars and implants already and shit. And he meets uh, the rabbit with spider legs, metal spider legs. He meets the walrus that has hot wheels or whatever the fuck. Like a wheelchair type shit. And he meets uh, the otter. And they're all talking to him. And he says that the fir his first words... His first word was, it hurts. Oh my god. I, uh, that got me right in the fucking feels, man. Like, I just wanted to take high evolutionary and just... I wanted to fucking hurt that fucking guy. <laughs> just like this whole movie... Emotional damage. The whole time. It just gave me so much of it. And. Uh, I, I tell you. Um, so yeah. His first words is it, it hurts. And she. Uh, and the otter. Like dabs at the blood that was dripping from his head and shit. And, and so we go back and forth. With his life. And they were all playing around. They were playing uh, tag and shit through the cages and shit, and then fall and they fall around and and then they start naming themselves and shit. So that was another beautiful part. Uh, so we find out that High Evolutionary created the Sovereign, the Sovereign, which were one of the bad guys of Volume Two, the Golden People. It turns out High Evolutionary created them. And uh, apparently they didn't create themselves, which made sense, which makes sense. But at the same time, it was a bit of a retcon of volume three, volume two. Uh, they, uh, James Gunn retconning his own work from the previous film. And so she created Adam and I guess High Evolutionary gave him his powers and shit. And he's still very much a child 
So he doesn't even know what it hurts set means. He says it hugs. <laughs> and it, when he gets stabbed in the back by Nebula in order to, you know, stop him from beating the shit out of Drax and shit. So that's how they get rid of him. And uh, so they find out that his heart got the kill switch shit. And they go decide to break into this place that has his medical records. So they can find a way to defuse the kill switch. That's where we get um, the Ravagers. Sylvester Stallone's. Hey, yo. Uh, Sylvester Stallone's uh, Ravagers. And apparently Gamora is a Ravager with them. That's one of my criticisms. I get it that it's not the same Gamora per se. Like she didn't experience what our Gamora experienced. But needless to say, the film ends with her going back with the Ravagers and being happy and went home with the Ravagers. That kind of pissed me off. You know, you don't have me get attached to this woman that's been, this character that's become a family with this group and all of a sudden she's okay and happy with another group by the end of everything. She doesn't decide to stay with the Guardians. She doesn't... If anything, by the end, everybody goes their separate ways. Again, this is a spoiler-filled review. So... And I'm jumping around again. So they go to this bioorganic planet system thing. And they find uh, the... Uh, they find... Uh, they infiltrate it. Of course, shit goes fucking sideways. <laughs> and we see that this is really not the same Gamora. Because she's willing to shoot anybody that's in her fucking way. <laughs> and... Uh, they they get the records. They blast their way out of the compound and shit. We get a nice cameo by Nathan Fillion and shit. Very funny. Uh, and uh, what else happens? So they break out. They review the the medical records, but it turns out the it's missing pieces. And the failsafe is not in those records. So the failsafe is one of the scientists that helped High Evolutionary experiment on Rocket. So now they got to find him and they know he's on a planet called Counter-Earth. And um, well, Counter-Earth is... And we find out in another flashback that Rocket uh, was like High Evolutionary star pupil... Creation, like he very favored him a little bit, or so it seemed. And uh, he shows him that you were just another step to this evolution. And he, they put a turtle in a gas chamber type shit, and it m mutates into this humanoid turtle. But the problem is, it's angry, and he can't figure out why that all his experiments come out angry. And Rocket figures it out like that and tells him maybe if you change those wirings and this tubing to that and that to that and all that shit. And he figures it out and they're like, what? <laughs> you, what do you fucking know? And they end up doing it and it comes out correct. It comes like he was right 
and he figured out his system. And so High Evolutionary is like, how the fuck did this raccoon figure it out? And I didn't. So he kind of has a thing about Rocket. And eventually he uh, reveals to Rocket that his main thing was to create the human, the human animals, or uh, human animals as they're called, I think. These human animal hybrids. And he tells them, like, you're just a stepping stone. You're, you and your little friends are nothing. So this time tomorrow, you're all going to be dead. And so Rocket takes it as this time for us to bust the fuck out of here. And he fucking creates. His own master key to the locks of the cages. And so he convinces his friends like, let's get out of here. And. Oh boy. (laughs) He frees himself. And then he frees uh, Lila the otter. And they hug and they like, okay, let's go guys. And as they're hugging and talking for a split second, you hear the, uh, for this moment that they're talking and shit, you hear a gunshot, some kind of gunshot. And Lila is killed in front of him. Holy fucking shit. I was done. So Lila dies by the high evolutionary. He goes, oh, you really thought you were going to... I figured you guys were going to do this. So get your ass back in the cage and shit. And he's like, you killed Lila. And the bunny is going fucking crazy telling Rocket to run, 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 run. And the walrus is saying something I fucking forgot. And I think they're both telling him to run, Rocket, run. And when Rocket lunges, like he's screaming, crying, screaming, crying, like scream, like really screaming, crying because Lila's dead. And um, they're telling him to run. And High Evolutionary mocks him, his screaming and crying thing. And he goes to shoot him and, you know, Rocket dodges and comes at him. And he's like shooting shots and shit. If I remember correctly how that how that went. And when when and he fucking mauls uh high evolutionary's face. Like he scratches the I mean he tears up his fucking face. And when he's done, he turns around and he realizes the bunny's dead. The walrus is dead. All his friends are fucking dead. And he can't mourn them too quickly. Because then the guards come. And he he hightails it the fuck out of there. So all his friends are fucking dead. That fucking got me in the fucking. Like. Holy fuck. You don't know. Almost got me now. I'm turning into fucking Kevin Smith here. <laughs> and so. He escapes. And. Uh. High, during this whole time, High Evolutionary has this like RoboCop-looking face and shit. By the end of the movie, uh, like our 
Like, before I even get there. He's got this RoboCop-looking face and shit. So, they realize that the person that has the code to the failsafe on Rocket's heart is one of the scientists, and they find out he's on Counter-Earth. They go to Counter-Earth. They get helped by this bat family-looking family thing, and they drive around. That's where we get our first F-bomb in the Marvel Universe. Uh, that scene with the door, with the car door, and Nebula can't open the door. She he goes, press the button. He pressed the button. Now what? Open the fucking door. <laughs> so that happens, and they go to High Evolutionary's place. They like it. We know it's a trap. He goes, it's not a. I know it's a trap, but it's not a trap because I know it's a trap, and it's a face off. <laughs> so apparently they. Uh, Star-Lord and Groot had a plan to get the fuck out of there with the doctor. And they they uh they they succeed, but at the same time the ship um uh, like uh High Evolutionary sends somebody while he has uh Star-Lord and Groot up in the in his uh tower type shit. Nebula's back downstairs. He sends this pig mutation to go get Rocket on their ship. He gets Rocket, but then Gamora stops him. Gamora's left on the ship. Drax and Mantis go to help Nebula, Star-Lord, and Groot. When they're supposed to stay with the ship. <laughs> they're supposed to stay with the ship and watch Rocket. But Drax convinces Mantis to let's go. So... They go, and then uh, Warlock comes back, tries to uh, get Rocket again, to be the one to get Rocket, so that it looks high on his mother and the, and the Sovereign. And so, when he gets, when High Evolutionary gets word that the pig has Rocket, he sends out this, this when he lifts his tower which is actually a ship out of the ground it sets off a detonation on the planet so he's destroying the fucking planet that he fucking created so that he could go create another one that's more better because now that he has rocket well it turns out he doesn't have rocket but he like kind of fired off prematurely but uh warlock kills the pig thing gamora ends up Saving Rocket, but then she realizes like everything's blowing up all over the place. So she hightails it back to the ship. And Warlock sees what's going on and he goes to go save his mother, the Sovereign Queen. And she fucking blows up. So now he's left with nobody. So the whole fucking planet's going up while the ship is, you know, while a high evolutionary ship is hightailing it out of there. Uh, Star-Lord... Nebula, Drax, and Mantis get on the ship before it gets, you know, before it goes away because they think Star Lord and Groot are still up there. But Star Lord and Groot had their little escape plan. They got the device and they go to save Rocket. Uh, they get off the planet before it completely explodes and shit. So Nebula, Drax, and Mantis are stuck on High Evolutionary Ship. Star Lord, Groot, and Gamora go to help Rocket. And then Rocket dies 
for a good two to three minutes, and he looks like he meets, he sees Lila in the afterlife, and then he sees his two friends, the walrus and the rabbit, and he's ready to go. He's like, "All right, I'm with my friends, let's 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 go." And that, and just when you think it's done for Rocket, Lila stops him because he says, "Can I go with you guys?" And she goes, "Yeah." And he goes to go, and she stops him. And my heart sank a little bit, but then it, like, jolted because she stops him, and she says, but not yet. You still have work to do here and shit like that. And it was so beautiful. Such a beautiful moment by CGI animals. <laughs> and great voice work by uh, Linda Cardellini and, uh, and uh, Bradley Cooper. Bradley Cooper was the fucking star of this fucking movie. I don't know what they did to his voice, you know, to make him sound like a little, you know, a little rocket, but they did a great job. So, uh, so while Star-Lord is like screaming no and trying to jumpstart his heart, he comes back and he's like, where's Nebula? He see they you know they like do a little group hug between Star Lord Groot and Rocket, and he's like, "Where's Nebula?" Which I think, I don't know about you guys, but I see a Rocket Nebula relationship somewhere in there since Avengers Endgame. Okay, I don't care. So um, everybody wants Nebula and Peter Quill, but I want Nebula and Rocket. They're aliens. Who gives a shit? Bestiality is not a thing when you're fucking aliens. Uh, so. Uh, so. Uh, he realizes. They realize that those three are still on the ship. They gotta go rescue them. Uh, all kinds of shit happens. I'm not gonna spoil it too much. Because it's so much fun. It's so epic. And so badass. So. Eventually they. They subdue or stop High Evolutionary. And they realize his face is coming off. And so Gamora peels it off. Drax is like, his face came off. And he's and Rocket's like, that's not his face. That's a mask. And you see, in all its gory detail, high, the, the results of Rocket Raccoon just tearing his fucking face off. He fucked him up when he was a little raccoon. He mauled his fucking face up, man. He looked almost as worse as the lady with the monkey and shit. Which is pretty fucking bad. But raw. You know, it's like he never healed. So... Uh... They save a whole bunch of kids. There's a whole bunch of kids that's involved and shit. So eventually by the end of the movie. Everybody decides to go their separate ways. Star-Lord figures. You know what? I'm going to go back to Earth. And go see my grandfather. Mantis is like. Listen all my life I've done what Ego wanted. And then when I came with you guys. I've done what you guys wanted. Now I want to know what I want to do. So I'm going to go off and do whatever. And uh, Drax is well, he Drax wants to go with her, but she's like, "No, I got to do this alone." And shit, it was it was funny and it was heartfelt. Drax cries when she leaves, 
and uh, Nebula says, Drax, I need you here on Nowhere so we can run this place and do things right. You know, build a home that I never had or that we never had. And plus, since there's children now, he could do what he was meant to do. She says, you're not a destroyer, you're a father. So she makes it. So I guess he's in charge of all the little kids that came around that, that they saved. Uh, Nebula's in charge of nowhere. Groot, I think he stays. Yeah, he stays with Rocket. And... Uh, Star-Lord uh, makes Rocket or calls Rocket the captain. And he goes, the Guardians are yours now. You make it what you want to make it or whatever. So we always, they, the universe needs the Guardians of the Galaxy. So it's up to you, Captain, to make a new team or some type of shit. So he does make a new team. Uh, the new team is Groot, King Groot. It's not just Groot. He's not Swole Groot. He's King Groot now. He's got the whole... Branches and not those fucking crown on his head and shit, and he's fucking massive. Uh, so he's King Groot now. Uh, Craglin, of course, uh, Warlock, and uh, the, one of the little kids. Apparently, they have powers, so he's got his own new little Guardians of the Galaxy going there. So I think we're going to get, a, it, with the success of this movie, I think we're going to, they said at the end Star-Lord will return. I don't know in what capacity, but if this movie is as big as a success, yeah, uh, if it's as big as a success as it, I believe it's going to be, or as, as much as it is, we're going to get Guardians 4. We have to get Guardians 4 if there's a story. And even uh, James Gunn stated somewhere that he would be happy to see a Guardians 4 as long as it's another director who brings their own uh, vision to it instead of trying to copy what he did. Just do your own Guardians of the Galaxy. So I wouldn't be surprised if we end up seeing a Guardians of the Galaxy 4 in the next two to three, maybe four years. Uh, if the story's right and if they have a good idea and if it serves the overarching story. But what's good, what's also great about this movie is that it doesn't tie into anything. It's its own thing. It's its own story, which most of the Guardians have been. The only one that tied into anything was Guardians 1 and that was with the Infinity Stone. Um, Guardians 2 was its own story. Guardians 3 is its own story, so... It's fantastic. It's 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 not f fresh per se, but it is a fresh like it's a f breath of fresh air of or at least breath of fresh familiar air. You know what I'm saying? If that makes any fucking sense. Uh but like I said, overall Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 gets a solid 4 stars out of 5. Uh, I would love to hear or read your thoughts, uh, my subscribers who are listening to this, if you listen to this. Um, this has been uh, subscribers only uh, spoiler movie review of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. If you like something like this, um, let me know so we could do this again for another movie. Uh, this has been episode 60. And until next time, folks...
emotional damage. <laughs> Until next time, folks. Peace out.